Hello and welcome to the 90s Galore podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar. Once again, we are here to take you on a trip back in time, ladies and gentlemen, to that beautiful decade, the decadent decade of the 90s. And uh, before we go on, please, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. Follow us on IG, Instagram at 90s underscore galore and Twitter at 90s galore. Uh, leave me a voice message on Apple Podcasts or Anchor. Leave me a review. I want to hear from you, okay, the listeners, because without the listeners, we don't have a we don't have a podcast, man. So we always want to show love to to you guys, the listeners, and we want to thank you for being for being here. I like connecting with the with the listeners. Um, it's always uh, you know it's always fun to to do that. Um, also, big shout out to. Uh, Matt the Ram Gallegos in Chino, California. Uh, he's a huge supporter of the 90s Galore podcast. Thank you, Matt, and the Gallegos family. Um, <laughs> once again, yeah, these, those guys are um, huge, huge uh, 90s Galore fans. And uh, we want to just kind of give them a little shout out before we move on here. So thanks. Um, who knows? Maybe we might have them on here sooner than later to talk about some 90s or something, right? Uh, okay, what else? Um, I think we're, I think we got it right. So, just a couple of things, man. Tonight, we are uh profiling one of my all time favorite movies, not just of the 90s, man, but of all time. Okay, um, this movie is one of those that just has the classic lines, the classic scenes, the, the soundtrack is just man, it's just a, an indelible part of the movie. It complements it so well. Um, so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we got two heavy hitters tonight. Guests. Here before. Uh, I think uh, this is uh, third time. This would be my third. Show. My great cousin, how are you? The master of all things music <laughs> yeah. and movies. Thanks, man. Yeah, this would be my third time What's coming up, on the podcast with you. And I'm happy to do Glad it. Glad to have you back. I'm happy to be a part of it. Out there, man. I think we were. You there, Tony? Uh oh. Can you hear yeah. me? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. You there? Okay, I'm yeah. I'm good, so, man. I'm good. I'm, Tony, uh, I'm you, happy to be you, on man? the show with you guys. I'm happy to be here. Third time going. And uh, I'm pretty stoked. So thanks for having me, dude. Of course, man. I'm glad to have you back. It's always a pleasure, man. You, always, uh, <laughs> you bring out the best in me, Tony. I want to thank oh, you for boy. that. You're, you're, a, you're a heavy hitter. You know, you remember the little people... You know, you help us out. You help out. The, and that's that's really generous of you, man. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and our other guest, last but not least, definitely uh, second time back, big time uh, '90s fan, big time mus- musical um, aficionado. My brother Oscar Zaldivar. What's going on? Hey, bro? what's happening, man? Hey, thanks for inviting me back. Uh, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me again, and it's good to be on here with uh, one of uh, our fellow, uh, 
one of our cousins, uh, Tony. It's good to it's good to hear your voice, man. I know, man. I'm I can't believe this. Just Absolutely. two guys, huh? Just us three guys. Here we talking are talking movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, Oscar. Thanks for being here. And are you stoned? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, bro. Not yet. I'm working on it though. I mean, yeah. Hey, to- Tony, man. I mean, both of you guys are here so much. I mean, uh, you could be a stool. You know? I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, any longer, you could do. You could be a stool. <laughs> how do you like that Goodfellas reference? I like it. Yeah, I like man. it. Hey, uh, speak, hope you... hey speaking of Go Goodfellas, uh, your guys' podcast, uh, the one you guys uh, covered, uh, Goodfellas, man, that was that was pretty awesome. I, I really enjoyed you guys' work on that. So good uh, job, huh? Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, man, that was all Tony. That was all Tony. <laughs> no <laughs> way, dude. No way. Yeah, just... Tony was a pivotal part of that uh that podcast for sure no way dude without andy's direction without andy's ability to keep us on track i'd just go ranting and raving <laughs> all day long so oh, it's man. good hey man no don't, don't mention it uh, i'm glad we were able to to um, entertain you out there and uh, that's why we're here again tonight to hopefully capture the magic right um so what's been up with you guys man uh, oscar what, what's up with you i know you uh you're a busy guy yeah, um, you know you're living up in the hills, and I mean it's it's a tough life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the hills got to do it. The hills of uh, San Dimas, California. Yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it's glamorous up here. But uh, you know, I, I I took a break from from the glitz and glamour of of the uh, San San Dimas uh, hills, and uh, and uh-huh. now I'm here on the podcast. But what I've been up to is just uh, you know working and. Uh, <laughs> You know, just you know, just being a family man. You know, being a good, trying to be a good husband, and uh, you know, taking some trips in the uh, in the new motorhome, and you know, just trying to live life. I saw that. I saw yeah. that, man. I'm jealous of your of, of you. You're traveling constantly now with your motorhome and stuff. I'm and you, ha- you have to, with, man. You with have your to. beautiful family cover. You're, you're traveling everywhere with your beautiful family, enjoying your life. I'm jealous. Yes, uh, don't be jealous, man. Don't be jealous. We all we're all yeah. we're all living pretty good lives, man. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, I hear you, man. Hey, hey, I know you live in San Diego. You ever run into Bill and Ted? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But oh, I do. Man. Uh, you know what? I do pass by the uh, the high school, San Dimas High School, quite a bit, and. Uh, uh-huh. You know, every time I pass that school, it just brings back memories, man, of that movie. Does uh, Bill and Ted? Does Bill and Ted fall in the '90s? Is that a '90s movie? I shoot. You know what? Good question. The '80s man. thing, man. I don't know. So we Good can't question. talk if it's not a '90s movie. We're not talking about it, Oscar. Does yeah. Oscar, Andy, yeah. does Oscar know the rules? Does he know the rules? <laughs> he, hey, am I out of bounds? Con- Obviously, he's not reading his contract. Yeah, yeah. You're not reading yeah. your contract. He doesn't know I'm rules. out of bounds. My my apologies. I'm, a, I'm out of bounds on that one. Yeah, you take that to the I, 80s podcast, dude. You got it, man. Oh man, we gotta we gotta talk to his agent, man. My, I thought my agent talked to your guy. And what, yeah, we gotta toughen on? this kid up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man, hey, but we're I know as you guys know, tonight we're talking about another classic, nineteen ninety seven, man, Boogie Nights. 
You guys there? Yeah, we're here, man. I, I can bear, I can hear you, Andy. Well, like I was saying, we we uh, we were we were talking about boogie nights. All right, right, yeah. And night classic, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and 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 written written and directed, right? And uh, man, what a movie it is! Absolutely, man, absolutely. You know. Um, you know what's funny, guys? The, the, the first time I saw this film, I was with my brother, BB, uh, and Eddie, your brother, Tony. Oh, snap. Uh, we were at, yeah, we were at, this is the first time I ever saw it. We were, um, on, I was, we saw it at the big, on the big screen at home. <laughs> Remember the big screen? Oh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, those big hunking things they used to call the big screen. And that, I mean, this was only 20 yeah. years ago, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, not too long ago, but yet long ago. Um, Oscar, I don't think you were there, but I remember um, we were on, it was on VHS and uh, 1998. And to be honest, I, I didn't have, didn't I, I want to be honest, it didn't have the, quite the effect on me. Uh, kind of like when, uh, when I first saw Pulp Fiction, it, was, it wasn't until the second time that I saw Boogie Nights that it really captivated me. And I don't know why that is, man. I'm kind of weird like that kind of uh stupid like that and i don't know so i want to ask you guys man what where were you guys when you first saw boogie nights man oscar where, where were you at you know what man first of all boogie nights is a is a masterpiece and like just like you andy i watched it the first time uh really didn't have a huge effect on me as far as uh being such a being ca- a captivating movie um I, I just I saw it once and kind of uh, good story, you know, and then um, yeah, it wasn't until the second the second time I realized, man, this is a this is a freaking awesome movie, you know, and right and instantly, um, you know, I you just hear these li- these one liners and by these characters uh, in the movie, man, and it, it just. Um, yeah, it just wasn't until the second time where I just started realizing what 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 a great movie this is. It was, um, and I think yeah, the right. first time I watched it was uh, was was some of my buddies. Um, I didn't watch it in the movie theater, but I, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it on VHS. Some friends I, I I was roommates with back back way back, and uh, yeah, we were like we were we were just tripping out on the movie. You know, it was it was a good movie, and we were just tripping out. Um. Yeah. You know, and and it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story, and um, I, I didn't realize the movie was based on, you know, on on the infamous uh, um, porn actor uh, John Holmes. If I'm, if I, is that right? Right. right. Um, so so yeah. yeah, I didn't realize all that until uh, you know, till a little bit after I watched the movie. Um, you know, you start hearing. You know different different rumors about the movie, and um, you start reading things. I don't think the internet was right. I don't think the internet was really a big thing back then. So you kind of you kind of um, you know at the mercy of of magazines or um, I guess just different uh, like I don't know like newspaper articles or magazine articles. So, yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it was... it's a classic flick, man. It is a classic flick. Absolutely, man. I... Uh, I've noticed that, like, uh, uh, well, why is that? We we watch a movie, 
And I'm talking about like you and I, man. I've, I've noticed that, and I think it's because of brothers or something. That we watch a movie, and then it's like it doesn't really resonate until like the second or third time, man. What's wrong with us? Uh, I know. Actually, I mean, <laughs> I think it's pretty much like Paul Thomas Anderson movies in general. Like, uh, I mean, any movie that his that you watch, it ends up being like. You're, you're done watching the movie and you're like, well, what, what did I just watch? I don't even know what I just watched. Like, uh, like yeah. Boogie Nights, like, I think I, the first time I saw it, like, let's see. I think I was with my, I think I was with my brother, Eddie, is like, like you, Andy. And uh, he's like, yeah, so you, we should watch this movie together. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I'm just like, yeah, but like, you know, like, don't, don't like bring it up to anybody that we watched Boogie Nights. It's just, it's one of those <laughs> movies you don't really want to talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, Eddie. oh, all right. That's that's such an Eddie thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all, all right, no big deal. So, but yeah, like, um, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Yeah, like I really, don't tell mom. I, I didn't really know anything about. I mean, obviously, I didn't know anything about Paul Thomas Anderson or anything at the time. But, uh, but um, yeah, dude, the, the movie's kind of crazy. Like that, you watch it. At first, I was like, is it a is it a comedy or is it a, is it a drama? Is it just like a yeah? Like, is it just yeah. is it making fun of of the porn industry? But, but. Like right. pretty much all right. the stuff that I've read about about it, it's like like Paul Thomas Anderson said somewhere like he he uh, he had read he read a Rolling Stone article that was like uh, it was a uh, it was about John Holmes. They had like mm-hmm. profiled John Holmes. The Rolling Stone article had done that, and um, yeah. and like basically that whole that whole scene in the movie where he goes and meets with uh, Alfred Molina's character and the drug deal uh, that that whole scene. Yeah. Like that was mm-hmm. lifted directly from a situation that that happened to uh, to to John Holmes. Right. So it's like so wow. that, and then there was another there was another one. Uh, this other article, or I think it was a documentary. It was this this uh, actress, like a porn actress. Her name was like uh, I think it was Veronica Hart or something, and uh, and that's right. who they used for uh, right. for for Amber Waves. So it was like, so I think he was kind of, he was like showing like the insular like family approach to to the porn industry but at the same time like he uh-huh. was like kind of kind of making fun of of it it was kind of like a cheeky like tongue-in-cheek type thing but with all with like all respect towards the movie which i thought like after you watch it the first time you have no idea but like on later viewings you're like dude yeah like these people have like incredibly <laughs> tough lives like <laughs> you know what i'm like incredibly <laughs> weird lives you know yeah, i think that's what's so right. attractive about the movie Absolutely, and you brought up so many points in your statement there, Tony. That um, we're gonna like get into all everything you just said, man. But um, but you referenced the wonder. I guess they were called. I think they were called the Wonderland Murders. Yeah, uh, Yeah. mistaken, right? And and if you guys recall, there was a I think a movie that came out a few years after Boogie Nights called Wonderland. I think starring Val Kilmer. Am I? Uh, I I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. It was Wonderland, the name of the movie, but it was based on, it was all based on those the Wonderland murders with with, um, with John Holmes that, that John Holmes was involved mm. in, but which which that scene uh, that scene with Ray Hat Jackson, um, in Boogie Nights was based on. So, but yeah, no, absolutely, Tony, uh, great points, and um, there's so much, yeah, thema- uh, with the theme of the movie, with the plot, the storyline, uh, the character development, the all of these different things, man. That, and Paul Thomas Anderson, man, that the guy, uh, what, what a, um, I don't think it was his day. De- it was not his debut film, but 
just technically, man, what a great filmmaker. What a great director, man. Heavily influenced by uh, Scorsese. Yeah, I mean, like the first opening and, three minutes is like basically the mm-hmm. basically the scene in Goodfellas where they're it's like a single shot following uh, following right. these people around. Like it's clearly the influences from from Scorsese and and Paul Thomas Anderson in this movie. I think it's kind of like a like for like movie to be honest, but it's it's really you can tell his influences were there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, it, 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 we'll get into a lot, all, all of these things, man, in a little bit here. But, uh, Boogie, Boogie Nights, it was actually released on September 11th, 1997, and, uh, debuted at the Toronto Film Festival and then later released throughout on October 10th, um, 1997. And, uh, man, what a year that was, by the way, 1997, uh, for me. Mm. Um, I had just gotten out of the Navy in June. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with the rest of my life. But uh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I went back to school like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> so I knew I had something going on. <laughs> you know? And then you watched Boogie Nights and was... you were like, that's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So here we, yeah. So, you know, I'm doing this podcast on the yeah. side. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, I uh, this yeah, I just wanted to reveal that I am uh, an adult. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, What's your stage name? <laughs> Duke Mignon. Hey, isn't it um, your first the street you grew up on and your first pet's name? Oh, oh that's right. God. That's right. Yeah. So, so what my based on that, my my name would be Duke Mignonette. <laughs> nice. But I. I I shortened uh, the the street name. I thought Duke Mignon. So, <laughs> that that kind of works. That's right? sweet. That work. That's sweet. I like that one. Tony, what's yours? Uh, Mine is uh, Rocky Cottonwood. <laughs> oh man, I like yeah. that. That is yeah, awesome. That's good. Oh man. I guess uh, oh, yeah, man. Andy. You and I would have the exact same name, man. Oh snap! <laughs> yeah, so you'd be competing. <laughs> yeah, actors with the same be, name. I, <laughs> I think you'd have to do that whole, uh, that whole, uh, you know, Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez <laughs> thing. There, yeah, yeah. Yep. Somehow, yep. Mix it up somehow, you know. Yeah, we'll and we'll, um, we'll figure that out later, man. Yeah, yeah, right. But like I said, man, um, that year was 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 awesome and. Uh, so, but in Boogie Nights was actually up for three Academy Awards, guys. I don't know if you guys knew mm. that. Best Original Screenplay for Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm. and who all, all you know obviously directed the film. Best Supporting Actress for Julianne Moore, and uh, who played Amber Waves, and um, not, last but not definitely not least, Best Supporting Actor for Burt Reynolds. Mm. Wow. And Burt Reynolds did not win. No, nobody won. Right, but Burt Reynolds did win a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Um, But you, man, it's kind of like we were talking the other night, Tony, about Goodfellas. You know, Uh, surprisingly, I mean, only they didn't win 
Goodfellas won one Academy Award, but you would think, man, they did clean house at the Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who knows, man? What do we know, right? I mean, we're not, we're not. Yeah. The well, the the only we thing I heard was that like Burt Reynolds was like ashamed to have been in in Boogie Nights. Like he hated that he was in this movie, and like, yeah, it wasn't until like the like Oscar buzz was around him for 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 uh, <laughs> for his role in the movie. But uh, that he cared, but by then it was too late. He had done no press for the movie, apparently, and he just didn't. He wanted to like get away from the movie as much as possible. So it was like this. It kind of backfired on him because I think if they, if he would have campaigned, I mean, because you know how the Academy Awards basically campaign. Like if he would have campaigned right. for himself, like I'm, I think he would have won. I think he was awesome in this movie, and I'm I oh. really don't know that much about Burt Reynolds to be honest. I, don't, I I didn't watch Smokey and the Bandit or any of that. The only movie I watched with him, and it was uh, Cannonball Run. And like that's the only, and then he was the voice of the German Shepherd in uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's the only thing I know. So, but other than hey, you, that, did, yeah. uh, you didn't watch the uh, the the what is it the uh, the whole nine yards or something like that? No, the, no. Uh, See, and I didn't no. even know that. Like, it wasn't until that Adam yeah. Sandler movie came out that I knew that there was a Burt Reynolds movie with the same. <laughs> that it was a remake of a Burt Reynolds movie. But anyways, Man, yeah. You like, didn't watch. I'm sorry. You didn't watch Striptease. I, dude, I did not. Well, I watched parts of striptease. <laughs> no, but yeah, he was in striptease. That was Demi Moore. I'm That's surprised funny. that. The, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. I, because he actually apparently, and I read this, he had he uh, fired his. Uh, yeah, for getting him involved with with this with this with Boogie Nights and um, that. Yeah, I just man. He was so like pissed off that he did yeah, this dude. movie poor, after he saw the poor guy was the first type, the cut. Cast. Huh? He was he was sort of typecast to um <laughs> you know he's <laughs> Yeah, he's but he's like boogie night. You're right. Uh, yeah. But I, I think Bert, I think Burt Reynolds was at a point in his career where he man, he he was already I mean obviously he was well established by that point. He could do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah, but yeah. You know, without backlash or repercussion. Or an effect having an ill effect on his career. Yeah, but the weird thing is, like, not, seems, not a lot of people wanted anything to do with this movie. So, so like, Burt Reynolds actually taking yeah. it on was this weird sidestep for him at the time. But, I mean, to get yeah. into it, like, okay, fine, I'll play it. But then to be, like, a basically a jerk the entire time while you're filming and then not promote it at all, like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that he was difficult to work. You know, he was constantly clashing with Paul Tambers Anderson on the yeah. set. And there was a lot of conflict and tension, and uh, I mean, you would never know what, uh, based on the performances, man. And yeah, the movie yeah. overall movie and everything, but yeah, just a lot of cool. I mean, there's so many like nuggets of trivia and tidbits uh, related to Boogie Nights, man. And, yeah, um, you know, they they tried to get uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the role of Dirk Diggler, and uh, he had signed on to do some movie called. Uh, Titanic <laughs> that nobody saw. Yeah. In, in 19... <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly, <laughs> and uh, you know he uh, supposedly he had um, uh, recommended uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg. I wanted I wanted to call him Marky Mark. Yeah, uh, I just wanted but... to I wanted to lift the veil for for the listeners for a second because on the outline, uh, Andy, you put he recommended Mark Wahlberg, and in parentheses you put Marky Mark for the role. <laughs> I was like, "Who's Mark Wahlberg?" Oh, Marky Mark. Oh, I, I see. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I, yeah, that was kind of a remind. I wanted to remind myself <laughs> to say Marky Mark. So that's good. To mention Marky Mark, and uh, that's totally like a, um, a disrespectful. <laughs> um, that's just disrespectful now, right? You can't, oh, you, you can't, can't do it. Mark. You can't he's do it. He's, he's, a, he's a professional actor. He's to be taken serious. That's right. So you can't bring back the past. Can't do it. And um, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so like so, you know, again, uh, no, no Academy Awards, but he did, you know, Golden Globe for Mr. Reynolds. And uh, but it did well, of course, with with the other, um, you know, organizations like uh, BAFTA, you know, Brit- the British um, Academy and Los Angeles Film Critics, Chicago Film Critics, SAG, among others. It did really well with all those uh, organizations and. Um, but you know, we talked about like the, um, the influences of, of Scorsese and, um, of, uh, on Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, but you know, based on it, so Boogie Nights was actually based, um, on a mockumentary short film called the Dirk Diggler story, uh, mm-hmm. written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson in 1988. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. No, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, guy who was in, uh, you know, the, the the scene where Buck is trying to sell the stereo to the to the guy in the store? Well, mm-hmm. that dude played Dirk Diggler in the, uh, the guy he was trying to sell it to, that dude played Dirk Diggler in the uh, in the mockumentary. Oh, yeah. dude, really? I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that guy's yeah. face. Oh, right on. Right on. Um, and, yeah, that was... Uh, that was in 1988. That I think that was his de- his uh, directorial uh, debut for Paul Thomas Anderson, and uh, obviously, yeah, Dirk Diggler was based on on uh, John Holmes. Right. Uh, uh, the Colonel in Boogie Nights, Robert Ridgely, the actor, actually plays Jack Horner in that short oh. film. Just, yeah, just a little tri- another trivia nugget oh, for you cool. guys. Um, right I need I need to get that. I need to get that original Dirk Diggler's um, name. Uh, uh, his but, name was uh, uh, Mark Stein or something. Something Stein. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I never saw that guy in anything else. No, I, I don't think he was. Or, I, I think he was just a guy that yeah. that he that he was friends with Paul Thomas Anderson, and he wanted to be an actor, but I just don't think he kept up with it or something like that. I I, read, I listened to an interview of his before before we started doing this, and oh. yeah. Oh. So uh-huh. yeah, I think it was something uh-huh. like that. I think, uh, and then, by the way, um, Joaquin Phoenix apparently was offered the role of uh, Dirk Diggler, um, but again, it, it obviously went to, you know, I don't know if he turned it down or he was passed up mm. or whatever. But um, you know, I'm going to get you that guy's name right now, man. In fact, yeah, you're absolutely right, Tony. You are good, <laughs> man. Mike, Michael, Michael Stein. Stein. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but in, in in Boogie Nights, Eddie Adams was was became Dirk Diggler in the short film. Mm. It was his name was Stephen Samuel Adams. Uh-huh. Um, so just you know, I, I don't know if obviously it's a, a little the names were modified a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so Reed Rothschild was played by Eddie Delcor. Mm. So, anyways, um, nonetheless, man. Uh, so everything kind of originated there with the, the Dirk Diggler story, um, Paul Thomas Anderson. And um, so, and Harvey Keitel and Sidney Pollack 
were also considered for the uh, for Jack Horner. Mm. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was uh, up for the role of Buck, Buck Swope, but uh, Don Cheadle, of course, ended up being man. Um, but you know, it, you know, imagine, it's funny how. Uh, hey, imagine Samuel L. Jackson as as uh, as Buck. I mean, like man, I, I, I kind <laughs> of can, but but I, I like that. You know, I, I think Don Cheadle was. Well, like I like the yeah. vulnerable vulnerable parts, like that Don Cheadle plays, like you know when he has the wig on and he pulls it off at the at the at the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yeah. I don't think oh, yeah. Sam Jackson had that in him. <laughs> he would have been too cool for it. But um, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think you're right, Tony. I, I don't think um, that that kind of uh, yeah, you probably you might have lost a little respect for for Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's way too cool. Actor. He's way too cool yeah, to do that. But. But Don Cheadle was—he was the perfect freaking uh, actor for the, for that role, man. Perfect. Yeah. So no one, I'm, no one I'm, else could have pulled it off. There's something that still kind of bothers me about about Boogie Nights. Well, it's probably me, but I. What is does is Buck Swope just like a homie of theirs that just hangs out with them, or was he also an actor? No, he was an actor. Yeah, I believe he was also an actor. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Are there scenes with him in it? Or like no no right. no see but if you recall uh, when when uh, they, they when Jack Horner first brings Eddie Adams um, uh, you know Dick uh-huh. Diggler into his house and he's introducing he's walking around introducing him uh-huh. to all the different people all the the family uh-huh. quote unquote right and uh, he says he introduces he introduces him to uh, Buck mm-hmm. remember Buck says uh, yeah um, that or no is he the new uh, guy Jack Horner tells him isn't that that's a fascia right oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That is a fascia, yeah. and then Bucks, and then he, they walk away, and he says, "Oh, he's one hell of an actor." Man. Oh, right, and, right, uh, right, right. About about Buck, Buck. yeah. So, right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, they were all porn pornographers, man. They were all. Ah, uh, okay. Man. I I think also um, that uh, would would um, kind of confirm your um, your question there, Tony. Uh, if was he, what you know, what was his role as? Was he a, a homie or what? He what he was he an actor? Yeah, I think in the first in the first scene, when uh, Dirk Diggler and Amber Waves, um, that first scene that they filmed, um, I think I think Buck was behind the behind the camera with his shirt off. So oh, I, I, no, <laughs> that was that was John C. Riley. I hate to correct you, but that was John C. Riley behind there. No, bro, no, was it? No, I. I think uh, but I think Buck was was in the background. Uh, okay, and they, I don't, I don't and look, I think we got to watch this again, man. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he was in the background uh, with his shirt off, as if they had just completed a scene. Oh, okay, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, but yeah, I, I think, uh, but for sure he was a he was an actor. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. He, he was a post production already with the shirt <laughs> off, but <laughs> and uh, and uh, but yeah, guys, I w- kind of want to get into the the ensemble cast, man. I mean, we, I, we obviously we already mentioned Burt Reynolds, Robert Ridgely, um, you know, as the Colonel, Julianne Moore, Don Cheadle, uh, William H. Macy as Little Bill, uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace, you know, as Scotty. Man, uh, just unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know, not to mention Mark Wahlberg, of course. We were John C. Riley as Reed Rothschild, Heather oh, Graham man. as Roller Girl, who never takes her skates off, no, right? She yeah. does not. Um, Luis uh, Guzman as as Maurice, you know, the club owner. He's got the best yeah. line in the movie. Um, what's what's that? 
<laughs> he's like, I got a little dick. <laughs> he's like, That's really he's weird. asking to be in the movies the entire time, and it's his yeah. time to shine. <laughs> yeah, what does he say? Um, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Oh yeah. man. Dr. Jack, please, I can do this. <laughs> Turns out he couldn't. Oh, man, right? Um, the, the cast was actually uh, nominated. And they won a couple of awards, man, and just phenomenal, phenomenal, right? Yeah. To say, needless to say, and I, uh, Boogie Nights actually catapulted some most of these guys' careers, man. I mean, obviously, I think Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. Heather Graham, mm-hmm. Probably Luis Guzman as well, John C. Riley. I mean, they just took off, man. Their, their careers and uh, Boogie Nights did a, did so much, you know, for for a lot of these actors, man. And um, it, it's kind it kind of like like a pulp, it had that Pulp Fiction effect, you know, or, or uh, where it just kind of resurrected or sparked that uh, yeah those careers, man. Sure, they, they just took off. Um, I, I want to ask you guys though. Um, I don't know if you could narrow it down to one, maybe one or two scenes. Uh, what, what? Share with us your your favorite scene. Um, oh, go ahead. I think. Uh, well, for me, I think that first uh, that first pool party where uh, where he you know he 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 goes up to uh, John C. Riley and John C. Riley's basically kind of you know showing off and making margaritas and stuff. Uh, <laughs> like I think from that part, I think, but. Probably from that whole scene, that full, that whole pool, pool party scene, I really love uh, mm-hmm. when Philip Seymour Hoffman gets introduced because, like, right before that, like, there was a scene where the girl was overdosing on on cocaine, and and, yeah. and the the limo, <laughs> the limo driver and the other dude are carrying her out, and like Phil Hoffman's like, like, uh, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, man, is she okay? And they're like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> and he's kind of like scared. And then he walks in, and then like the camera zooms in on him staring at uh, Mark Wahlberg. Like I think it's probably one of the best ways to introduce a character that I've seen in a long oh, time. But uh, that's, that's yeah, awesome. I think that's probably my favorite scene. That whole pool party scene. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and he kind of uh, yeah, a guy a chick just gets carried out. Right? Yeah, just yeah, just another typical day. And John C. Riley backflops. Uh, he's trying to do a, back, a flip into the pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into the pool in the water in chains. Man, that uh, that, yeah. that is a great a, scene. Tony. Yeah, great, that's, great I think that's scene. one of my favorite scenes. Absolutely. What about you, Oscar? You know what? Um, I'm gonna have to say when um, we got Dirt Diggler, we have Reed Rothschild and uh, Scotty, and then we even have Mister um, Brock Landers, mm-hmm. or not Brock Landers, um, Todd Parker. Todd Parker. Uh, are you guys there? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when they're at the uh, Todd Parker. Yeah, when they when they go to Todd, um, Alfred Molina's house to go score uh, to go oh, yeah, to go yeah. sell yeah. all that that bogus coke, and <laughs> that 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 whole scene from from the time they walk into that into the house. Yeah. To when they freaking yeah. leave. Oh man, that's freaking intense. You got freaking Yeah, that is oh, a wild scene. Yeah, you got yeah. freaking Alfred Molina. He's he's already fucking high as hell. You could tell he's he's freaking high as soon as they walk <laughs> in. And then you got yeah. his uh his little boy toy, whatever uh, little 
Yeah, Cosmo. Cosmo. He's freaking lighting, <laughs> He's lighting fireworks. <laughs> and inside the freaking house. And I have a theory about that. Maybe you guys could debunk this or not. I think Go he ahead. intentionally had uh, Cosmo light fireworks to kind of, um, I don't know, mask and gunshots that might have happened. What do you guys? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Because I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of. That's my theory. I think he intentionally had him lighting fireworks just in case something went down that sounded like gunshots. They, the neighbors would just think maybe, yeah. oh, it's just, it's just fireworks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just Cosmo. Yeah, it's just Cosmo again. But uh, well, <laughs> it's Cosmo. Again. The one, but yeah, because he, the bodyguard was yeah. armed, right? He yeah, was strapped he was armed, man. Yeah, actually, with with with, but, with you know, the but gun. yeah, that 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 whole scene and and how, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name again? Andy, um, Alfred Molina. No, uh, uh, Ray Hat Jackson. No, not Brock Landers, but I I keep think one. I, uh, Reed, uh, Reed uh, Rothschild. No, no, uh, Thomas Jane. The guy that gets the guy gets shot. Yeah, the one that the Top one that Parker, goes yeah. off. He he freaking goes off. Um, yeah, yeah. Todd Parker. Oh, yeah. yeah, Todd Parker. Yeah, Todd Parker. He. Um, how he how he freaking goes off you know he he kind of uh deviates from from their goes off the from their plan and he freaking uh i don't know man how how that thing just yeah. it just freaking it, it was just a meltdown and it just oh man that that whole scene is just incredible it's an incredible scene he just wigs yeah. out yeah. Yeah. and and the um what the camera work and the close ups on 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 Dirk Diggler when he's freaking spacing out for like 2 minutes He's just focused yeah. on whatever he's looking at. He's focused, and the camera the camera doesn't pan away. It just it just stays yeah. on him, and he freaking Dirk Diggler is just he's in another world, man. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, and I I think I also have a theory on that where I think he just came to a realization in that moment, like he's thinking to himself, like, what the hell am I doing? What, what yeah, what's my life come to? You know, what what what, what is this? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he kind of just had a mo- moment of clarity and said, wow, I got to get my shit together <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. You know? Was, like, yeah, you think so? Um, you think when he saw his buddy get shot, you thought maybe he did the wrong thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, like, the and, only and, thing uh, that I that I heard about that scene, though, was that, uh, like, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson had seen a movie directed by uh, Robert Downey Sr., and there's mm-hmm. like a, it's basically a, like a like for like shot of, or something like that. There's a, there's a scene where in one of those movies where there's a, a kid lighting off M80s inside the house as well. Oh. So it was like this weird, uh-huh. like kind of homage thing. And actually Robert Downey Sr. is yeah. in um, Boogie Nights. So it's like, yes. So yes. it's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, to yeah, exactly. His, uh, to that movie or whatever. Uh, he you say he directed that? Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Robert Downey. What, what uh, scene was that in? Let's see what scene was he in? Uh I don't remember. Oh, uh he's actually the I think he's a uh a, a camera no, not a camera operator, but uh but um a lighting guy or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's part he's part yeah, of the crew. He's, part of the, he's a he's crew, crew member, crew. yeah, in okay. one of the shots, in one of the shooting yeah. scenes. His character's name is Burke, B U R K. Yeah. Burke in, in, in the movie, yeah. And yeah, he's definitely in there, and that's kind of cool. And um, But yeah, that's a great yeah. scene, Oscar. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to take from that scene. Al- Alfred Molina, um, uh, again, that was, he was perfect for that role, uh-huh. man. 
He was yeah, perfect because he, he had the he had the, uh, I guess the 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 swag and. I mean, him in a, a a robe with no with nothing underneath other than his freaking underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that freaking guy, man. So, so, yeah, rich guy up in the in Encino. By the way, that that's, that's, the house was filmed in the uh, of the house. That that scene was filmed in a house in uh, Encino. Yeah. Oh yeah. Up yeah. in the hills in Encino. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the the um, uh, Burt Reynolds' house is in West Covina. West Covina. Yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. Cameron Avenue. That's uh, what I know. I'm, uh, Nick. Yeah, I, I always, you know, I, I thought for sure that was in the valley. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. It looks, it looks um, totally like a like a valley, uh, something you know, one of those mid-century houses out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, from the seventies yeah. or sixties. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That um, that was that was a, a house in, in West Covina. Next time I'm in the area, I'm gonna go see if. Bob Horner, Jack Horner. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, so yeah, definitely. Again, Oscar, great, great yeah. scene. Um, I, I have to agree with you there. Really? Oscar, the, 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 Is that your the, favorite scene, Andy? Yeah, I, I think definitely. Just because I think uh, that was the uh, kind of the, I guess the the the, the peak of of you know where everything was just everything was just going to crap. Everything was just spiraling out of control. And that was the last thing, you know, to kind yeah. of, uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back kind of, kind of, yeah. you know, and after that, you know, everything kind of just, uh, settled, the dust settled after mm-hmm. that. Dirk went back to, he went back to, um, you know, to reconcile with, with mm-hmm. Jack, um, kind of, you know, sobered up. Um, and, and, you know, people had died, people had OD'd, people were just, man, things were just spiraling out of control and um that kind of you know yeah. it was a good uh the narrative was was just uh i think at that point just man uh, it took a turn yeah. you know for yeah. the best and it was good to see every, everything kind of just shift to trend positively at that point and, um but uh yeah that was that was a great scene man. a great scene the time you know todd parker was just uh, on a mission <laughs> And he was yeah, waked he up, was. man. He was you know, just strung out on coke man. and everything, uh, <clears throat> you know, as they all were. Um, and, and yeah, Alfred Molina was, uh, like you said, Oscar. Uh, uh, he he played that part like no, yeah. no other man, and uh, <laughs> just uh, great, great. That guy has great range, man. Unbelievable oh, range as yeah. an actor. You know, he's played. A, I mean. He can play Latin guy. He can play Italian. He can play yeah. anything, man. Play Doctor Octopus um, inside. <laughs> Doctor <That's> Octopus, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play, yeah. Yeah. Villain, right. Um, I think he's from New Zealand. Yeah, nah, he's mistaken. from the UK. Is he from the UK? Yeah, yeah. He's from the UK. Yeah, apparently he didn't know the 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 words to Jesse's Girl because it wasn't like a popular song in the UK, so he had to learn it. <laughs> he had to learn it before they shot the scene. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Is yeah. that right? Oh yeah, remember that? He's, um, yeah, you're right. He is yeah. from the UK, man. Unbelievable. And uh, what was the song he was uh, motoring? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but was it the? I want to say uh, Billy Squire or Rick? Springfield? Oh yeah, yeah, Rick Springfield, Rick Springfield, Andy. That's the one. Uh, Sister yeah, Christian Sister... was um, Night Ranger. Right. Um, and we'll talk about the soundtrack yeah. in a little bit. 
but the song before that, Motor in, <laughs> what's your price? I fucking love that song. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. it just, and then he I does mean, the, the air brilliant piano. Brilliant his fingers he does the airplane yeah oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a strange scene oh man huh such a crazy scene that was just a strange scene just a strange you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna reference goodfellas again i think uh and that and this is another part another reason why i like this scene so much because it kind of reminds me of how um goodfellas you know how everything kind of gradually um started speeding up right throughout the yeah. movie and then just when everything came to a head, you know, you know, screwed up. And so at this, this is a particular scene where I think that, again, everything comes to a head. Yeah. And uh, it, it reminded me of Goodfellas, another, you know, technique by, influenced by Scorsese onto Paul Thomas Anderson. Sure. You know, so, but uh, again, great scenes, man. Just classic. Yeah. Um so it's interesting how um so going back to the characters man and you kind of touched on it tony where or what I, one of you guys mentioned family um you know and, and, but the char- each character in the movie was lo- looking for something uh to hold on to i mean they were all going after something other than their, their porn careers man i mean buck wanted to start his own business mm-hmm. you know um reed was uh, an aspiring magician <laughs> yeah. Um, entertainer, you know, yeah. um, you know, um, who else? Beck- uh, well, what's his name? I think uh, Becky Barnett was just looking for a husband the entire movie and eventually, <laughs> eventually right, moved right. to Bakersfield. Yeah. Right. But they were all looking for, for something, man. They were trying to find sure. their way. Sure. And, uh, you had Dirk without it. Well, you know, well, came coming from a, a broken family and then you had the two you know parental figures and jack horner as the dad and, and, and amber waves right the mom yeah. and it was ir- ironic because here she was like a motherly figure to all these people yet in her own life she was you know she had lost her child in that custody yeah. battle yeah her real biological kid you know so you know there's just those, those little those little um tidbits those part of you know those parts of the, the narrative and the, the storyline were um kind of make it interesting man the the, the, the the character development was so good yeah i mean i, I think like i think the uh i was listening to something where he was he kind of referenced uh goodfellas like paul thomas anderson referenced goodfellas in that like the fact that those guys are in the mob they can only be friends with each other in the mob like it, it's completely insular mm-hmm. they can't really branch out of there because you know because of what they do what their what their work entails like the only thing they can do yeah. is hang out with each other and and it's it's basically oh, right. the same thing that's happening in this movie like they they're basically the outcasts of society and they, they can't really yeah. they really can't branch out i mean sure like you know buck wants to be a uh, uh own his own store and stuff uh, own his own business and all that. like eventually they all go their right. own separate ways but really they can only hang out within with themselves and hang out with each other. So, so I think it's, I think yeah. the similarities there were, were kind of like, it kind of made me think, I was like, Oh shit. I mean, that's, that's actually a really thing, like a really, like a true thing that happens in like in, in that business, you know? And, and, you know, they come from broken, yeah, they yeah, all absolutely. seem to come from broken homes and broken, 
they're they're slightly yeah. damaged people exactly. and they find they right. find their their uh their family within each other because that's that's all and i think i think that's what's that's awesome got, about yeah. boogie nights i think that's what's what's cool about the movie is that yes they do make porn movies but but i mean you know it doesn't take away from the fact yeah. that they're human beings you know and i think i think that's a great a, it was a great nod in the movie and i think it's something that a lot of people miss when they were uh criticizing the movie um but yeah i think that's what's i think that's mm-hmm. the, the perfect way to to describe what what um was a tony is or andy maybe you can answer this was there a particular scene that maybe um like you said tony they're all they're in this bubble you know they're 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 outcast mm-hmm. and no one in society they're kind of they're kind of misfits no one really wants to deal with them uh, yeah. business banks don't want to give them loans etc cetera, etc cetera. but what was there a particular scene uh, that humanized them do you think um i think for sure well okay so when dirk diggler's mom uh basically kicks him out of the house like yeah. calling him stupid and calling him a moron and stuff like i mean nobody deserves that kind of treatment right so it's like so right like that that part it's it's a it's a vulnerable scene for for him to take to go through something like that i think the divorce the yeah. divorce proceedings like uh amber waves is just going mm-hmm. through that torment basically knowing that she's not going to be able to keep her child you know and 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 yeah. uh, uh yeah. especially that scene where uh uh remember the scene where uh, Gu- uh Luis guzman picks up the phone and it's looking for her and yeah and uh yeah. He's, so he's it's look it's obviously his her son or something looking for her yeah and yeah, she's no, no, at the right. party she's at the party and there's just this blank stare on her face like she's like she has like a thousand yard stare mm-hmm. you can tell in that moment that she just really wants to be anywhere but there she wants to be with her kid and it's like yeah like i think that part did that really That's- well Great point, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, man. Yeah, I think but those you're two right. That was, the ones. But yeah, remember he picks up the phone. He's saying somebody looking for her mom. Remember, yeah, you know? and then uh, like you know he doesn't know what her real name is because I think they're looking for like a Maggie or something. Yeah, Maggie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maggie. So you're right. You're so right. yeah. So I think that's. I think that was the most humanizing scene there for me, anyway. Yeah. Right, and but and you mentioned by the way, I want to say something real quick. In that scene with the court proceedings, the judge is played by ex. Well. Yeah, ex porn star uh, Veronica Hart. Wow. Oh, right. Which yeah, which is that which, you, which is that is based on that is on that uh, that documentary. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was her playing the judge, and yeah, they they think you hit it on the head definitely. Um, at this, I want to I want to get into the soundtrack, guys. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this quick message. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the 90s Galore podcast here with my brother and Tony Perez. We're talking Boogie Nights, the 1997 classic film written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. So, guys, before we, we took a break, we were um, we were getting into the, the sound. I wanted to talk about the soundtrack, the music of the film, which I think pay, plays a pivotal role, man pivotal role in, 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 um, in the movie itself, man, making the movie what it was. I mean, you had a, a soundtrack like no other. And, uh, you know, it, obviously it takes us through the 70s and into the mid-80s. Um, just a wonderful journey, obviously. And, and 
but the the, the soundtrack man fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah so i, I want to blow your minds right now though i'm gonna i'm gonna just blow your minds right now maybe you don't maybe you do um i want to blow the listeners minds uh i'm hoping you don't because i really want to blow your mind <laughs> uh i hope we i hope you don't know this but uh, so the song "The Touch," you got the touch, yeah, uh-huh. right. Dirk Diggler performs in the studio, right? It's actually a t- real song. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I didn't know that, bro. Yeah, you didn't know it's written by a guy named Stan Bush and Lenny Macaluso, um, and it was performed by Stan Bush for the 1996, 1986 movie. You guys ready? Hmm. You guys ready for this? Yeah. We're ready. Tony, do you know this? Do you know that it was a? You said yes. I think you you said you knew it. That it was a. That it was a written. It was a song performed on another movie in the eighties. Yeah. You you know it. The, I know. I know which one it is. The, I know. I know what movie it's from. Okay. Okay. So it's from a guy. A movie from nineteen eighty six. The Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Wow. This blew my mind, Oscar. I don't know. I don't know if you don't. You didn't know, didn't that, know that, man. Yeah, it's yeah. I thought it was a fictional song, and it's actually a real yeah. song. Uh, like I thought, Paul Thomas Anderson wrote it for the movie or something. Yeah, dude. I, I. Um, well, okay. So I obviously I grew up watching Transformers, and I watched the Transformers movie before I had seen Boogie Nights. And I, <laughs> I remember when I saw. It. Okay, so I didn't. Re- I didn't recognize the first time I saw it. I think it was just a cheesy, corny song. Uh, but then I I was thinking, I'm like, where do <laughs> right. I know that song from? And then it was just like one of those one of those random days when I'm walking around and I'm just like, holy shit, that's from Transformers. I think I remember I remembered that. I was like, that's from Transformers. <laughs> so, so, so you knew the yeah. song before you before you saw I, I knew the song before Boogie Nights, but I didn't recognize it in because of the context of Boogie Nights. It's you know, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> belting out a corny <laughs> song, but I just remember like wondering, right, right. Like, dude, why do I know this song? And then I just, on a random day, I just, it, it popped into my head. I was like, oh yeah, that's from Transformers. But yeah, that's <laughs> right, man. That, yeah, that's, that's hilarious, yeah. man. And I, I didn't, uh, I did not yeah. know that, you know. <laughs> Stan Bush. Stan yeah, super Bush. crazy. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And, um, so yeah, like I said, man, the the soundtrack is a who's who of of uh, musicians and, and artists. Uh, er, you know, Eric Byrne in War with Spill the Wine. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a perfect song, man. The way that uh, you know um, when they play that song during the pool party, yeah, um, and that the kind of the, you know the camera's kind of panning around and and, and following, um, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the party and. Um, and then finally the song kicks in and then it, the, the camera focuses on, you know, a, a nice uh, looking young lady and she stands up. <laughs> and at that moment that she appears on the camera, uh, the lyric uh, appears a lady from mm-hmm. the song wine um, perfectly fits into that moment. And she stands up, she flicks her cigarette and you hear the little, um, that's you know the oh yeah uh, the the cigarette bud being put out you know um just those little details man just perfect and then 
and then you hear you know the, the camera follows her into the water you know and then you hear the distortion of the uh, the song you know as if you were yeah. underwater yeah though but it's still kind of distorted as if you know you were underwater man and, and that's just a beautiful technique right there beautiful movie making and again man, i think that's a so scorsese like there um but the point being is that that song was um just perfectly fitting you know for that sure. moment yeah uh you know and then you got marvin gay mm. with uh got to give it up you know um uh li- you know living thing by electric light orchestra mm-hmm. uh, just just i mean it's just unbelievable man um god only knows by the beach boys which was uh, part of that another single tracking shot at the end towards the end where you know everything had already you know come to a head and then you see jack horner in his uh warehouse you know he's doing you know doing his business or whatever and the camera follows him and then he goes back into back into the house and he goes and you know he's talking to people as, he, as he's going back to the backyard to the pool and it, yeah so that was kind of uh sure just an interview you know? yeah i agree I think, uh, I think, but I think my favorite song of the entire soundtrack is, uh, is the brand new key. Uh, I think it's by Melanie. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the, I mean, you know, it's the roller, this, the album roller girl turns on, puts on right before, uh, uh, Dirk Diggler performs in front of, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in front of Jack Jack Warner. Uh, but I mean, it's, I think it's just an awesome song like in general. So (laughs) I think that one, I think that one stands out to me the most. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a great one, man. That's a great one. That's a good scene. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal scene. And, uh, and then you got, uh, you know, mama told me not to come by, uh, by three mm-hmm. dog night. Yeah. Mama told me, <laughs> um, which, <laughs> which by the way, guys, by the way, that song was written by a gentleman whom I know both of you have heard of. Who's that? And uh, he wrote a little song called I Love Atlanta. Randy Newman. Newman. Yeah. Randy, he, he wrote that song. Um, uh, he, oh, yeah, that's right. He recent. passed recently, right? Maybe Actually, a, a couple ago. months ago, I believe. Oh, what? Yeah. Randy Newman really? died? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. oh shit! I didn't even know that. Yeah, sweet. Oh, I didn't sucks. know that either. Well, way to be a bummer, Oscar. Well, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, Oscar. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! I didn't know you, that. No. Uh, oh, according to. Well, I don't, I, Oscar. Where did you? I don't know. According to I, my source, Oscar is fake news. Oscar with us. Oscar with the fake news. <laughs> Bum me out, Oscar, for a oh, second. Shit, then. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, isn't uh, isn't that song uh, that ninety nine Luth balloons? In, isn't that that's in that's in Boogie Nights, right? Ninety nine. I think you're What's, right, Tony. That, yeah, that's uh, they're at Ray right. Jackson's yeah, well, there you house. Go. Yeah. <clears throat> dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's in. Uh, that's when he's playing his awesome mixtape. That's right. That's right. You remember that? That's Ray right. Jackson. 
And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of there's like three good Man. songs that come on while that mayhem is going on. <laughs> yeah, Sister Man. Christian, remember that one? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so back to the soundtrack. So apparently, the guy from uh, ELO you know, was like he had turned into like a, a huge uh, born again Christian, and he didn't want to give them the rights to living living thing, and uh, and until uh-huh. uh, Paul Thomas Anderson showed him the film, and then he said it was, he was cool with it, <laughs> 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 which is kind of weird, right? Wow, <laughs> wow, he was a cri- oh he yeah he become, become a like a, a a born again Christian, and then. He he wasn't going to allow him to use the move the the song in the movie. And once, I guess Paul Thomas Anderson showed him the film, he was like, "Okay, that's fine. You could use it," which is, which is like <laughs> this weird kind of irony if you think about it. But. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, well, I think I think right. money talks. Right. right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just. Um, and you know what about the, you know what song I really really like was the, uh, um, Jungle oh, right. with Fever. Yeah, that's a great scene. But. Yeah. By the Chaka Kaz, is it, am, I, am I pronouncing that correct? Yeah. I think you are, Oscar. Yeah, I think you are, man. Is it the? Isn't it Shock? Uh, oh, I don't know. The Chaka Kaz. <laughs> Chaka- Chaka- I don't. Know. I don't know. Um, it's it's yeah, something like that, man. But that's it, man. That's a great song, man. And uh, Jungle Fear, the the Chaka Chaz. Sorry, yeah, I, I, yeah the Chaka Chaz. And, per- um, perfectly placed, song, man. perfectly placed in the movie, man. Yeah. You know, well, I just want to give a tip out absolutely, to the Chaka If nobody could pronounce the name of your band, then you should probably change the name of your band. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's uh, just one of those things. That grabs <laughs> yeah, you. Well, Chaka Chaz, uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and uh, so. And then I, I want to be free by the Ohio players, which which is the song that uh, again, you know, it's again, it's all perfectly strategically placed. You know, they're they're in the uh, the hot tub with Reed. You know, it's 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 uh, Eddie Eddie Adams. He, that's the scene where he becomes yeah. Rick Diggler, man, and he gets baptized. They're in the baptism, you know, yeah. the hot tub, yeah. and he tells Reed Roth, Rothschild and Jack Horner, "I want to be Reed Rothschild," and he's born. That's where he's. You know, I think that's why they filmed it in the water, kind of like a, you know, he's he's being christened, he's being baptized, this new person, this new uh, persona. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's my take on that. You know, my interpretation. I think uh, I think Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson had written that name Dirk Diggler when he was like in sixth grade or something. He just like wrote it in a notebook and just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, probably, you're probably right, man. I think. No, I read oh, that. Did you yeah. read that or? Oh. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that yeah. I think, or it was an interview with. Uh, um, no, I heard that in an interview you did with uh, uh, Mark Marin. Yeah, oh, okay. WTF. Okay, yeah. How about how about the yeah, uh, yeah. how about the poem uh, that Reed Rothschild? Oh uh, shit! The oh, one that, the one great, that he recites. In the, yeah, dude. In the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is a great poem. <laughs> There's weird scenes where like uh, Dirk Diggler <laughs> has to be like polite. <laughs> to <Yeah. these> people <laughs> he wants to be friends so bad he's got to put up with their nonsense yeah dude and then what, what's uh, funny is they're they're uh like reed rothschild i mean he he doesn't play an intelligent guy nor right. nor nor dirty right. diggler right but but when they have right. these these back and forth like banters 
Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> in, in the hot tub. Uh, and then also when Reed Rothschild is making a making a, a margarita or something at that outdoor bar. Yeah, he keeps asking him what he bench presses and stuff like he, that. He, yeah, man, that, those <laughs> are just those are freaking great, man. <laughs> classic, classic. I think that, like uh, Scotty J taking him out yeah. to show off his car and he kisses. <laughs> he kisses oh my god! Oh my god. Top ten most awkward scenes in any movie ever, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm such an idiot. What are you doing, Scotty? I'm such an idiot, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, that is freaking Scotty's man, dude. Again, Scotty. You know, Scotty was just looking for yeah, some love. Man. Man. He was looking for his. You know? Yeah, he needed, he needed some love too, man. Poor right. Scotty. He, he was, okay. Yeah, poor Scotty's right. Yeah. Oh man, rest in peace, uh, John C. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Philip Hoffman. yeah, that Hoffman. one is confirmed. Yeah. Oscar, you jerk. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one is for sure. He's dead. <laughs> I don't need to reference uh, that one. Hey, and and you oh, know, uh, well, and you guys do know that uh, Jack Horner, um, you know, he, he is he is he did die as well. Uh, Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. He he is dead also. Oh shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, really? Oh, come on. You knew that. No. Go ahead. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the? Yeah, he, he passed away. Uh, uh, oh, shit. I thought you were leading up to Oh, yeah, dude. Here. He did die in September of 2018. <laughs> yeah, dude. Poor guy, huh? Yeah. Poor, uh, poor Jack Horner. Poor Jack Horner. Freaking Jack Horner. Hey, uh, so there's this moment in the in, and I'm just going back to the movie itself, man. Um, this is okay. So you know when uh, the, with Dirk Diggler, he's in his house. He's showing Amber Waves his dojo. You know he, that he calls his he calls his bedroom his, his dojo, and uh, you know he's he's showing her everything he's got and all his his toys, his this car. Actually, when they walk into the garage, okay. And there's like the camera, they, they're like, they almost look like, um, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but they, as the camera, them, they don't actually walk in. It's kind of a, a weird moment, a, a sequence where they, they look, almost look like, like wax figures. Like they're very yeah. still. Yeah. You guys I noticed that? that? Yeah. I was watching it because the camera, he opens the door, it, they pan in and it's like a black hole. And then out of nowhere, they're standing in the hallway they're standing on the steps to the garage, right. completely still watching, looking at the car. Right, and they look—they almost look like wax. Yeah, that was uh-huh. weird. Right? What? What is? You guys know anything about that? The significance of that? I mean, I, I've been no, trying to find that out. No, maybe our listeners can help us. Yeah, out. that was weird. You know, I was—I was, I noticed that today. I was watching it today, and I was like, "What is with that scene? That didn't make sense to me." But yeah, that's yeah, it's funny that you point that out. <clears throat> and yeah, you know, and and I, I, every time I watch that movie, man, it's just kind of like, what the heck does that? What is, you know, what is the significance of that? Um, but uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's it, again, I think it's another one of those, uh, you know, homages to Scorsese. Right. Um, I want to think. I, I want to. I'm thinking of Goodfellas. I think there was a moment where something similar, you know. You think uh, occurred on you think screen, this is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, what's in the briefcase from Pulp Fiction moment? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah, something like right, that. Something right, like that. Right. You know, <laughs> but, 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 you know, 
but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, see if you guys had any knowledge yeah. of that. Maybe, maybe again, maybe our listeners can help us out. Send us a, you know, hit us up on Twitter or or, or Instagram or leave us a voice message. But, um, and then so going back to the, Paul Tom, uh, the, the the influence Scorsese's influence, man, on Paul Thomas Anderson. Sure. Uh, we've already talked to you know talked a lot about it, you know, throughout the the episode tonight. Um, you know, the, the, he creates that anticipation, certain shots, you know, uh, for example, like when uh, Buck witnesses that robbery inside the donut mm, shop uh-huh. and you kind of, you know, um, you get that, you, you know, you just, you just know something's going to happen. Something's going to go down here in that, in that donut shop, you know? Um, and then as it goes down, you're like, oh man, Buck's, Buck's wife is pregnant. You know, he's going to die right yeah. now, you know, shit, you know, he's, you know, um, in this, all he was trying to do is buy some right. donuts and he's, and he's caught up in this, yeah. you know, a standoff, well, not standoff, but a, a kind of, and that kind of reminded me of, um, the shootout with, um, oh my God, Reservoir Dogs where three guys die. Oh, right. yeah. Like Mexican you know? standoff yeah. scene. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know the the, the guy that the, the clerk dies, and then the the two guys with the guns shoot each other. Right. Um, and it kind of just reminded me of that again. Again, and that's a little obviously that's not Scorsese; it's a little Tarantino esque there. Yeah, I agree. But uh, but yeah, man, I really like how Thomas P.T. Anderson, man, just really um, was so he wasn't afraid or, or too proud or too cool to to really show his. Um, yeah, how sure. influence you know his influence. What's your uh, what's your you favorite know? Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Uh, I don't know, definitely Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights man. And I, I, yeah, Boogie Nights. And then probably a close second would be uh, uh, Magnolia. Yeah, that movie's amazing. Magnolia. Would... Oh yeah, yeah man, that's a, yeah. that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, but th- yeah, those are my top two. How I about think, yours? Uh, probably There Will Be Blood is number one for me, and then oh man. I- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think yeah, that one and uh <laughs> and uh Magnolia for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right, Tony. I, those are all one A, one for B, sure. one C for yeah. me, man. I, Boogie Nights is great. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, Paul Thomas Anderson is still alive, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, hasn't, Oscar hasn't killed him off yet. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Hey, you know what? You know what he? You know what's a great flip? Which one? uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, didn't get much much love either, but uh, Punch Drunk Love, man, totally. Adam, totally. Punch Drunk Love was a is a great movie. That movie is absolutely because Adam Sandler. I think I think uh, not not to get off topic, but Adam Sandler kind of broke out of his. You know his typical role of him being kind of like a goofball or yeah. some sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. And he, Adam Sandler, uh-huh. yeah, and he jumped into this role as a kind yeah. of maybe like on a someone on the spectrum, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, no, that's you're a, right. But yeah, that was a good flick, man. Yeah, good that flick. was a sweet movie. But Boogie Nights for sure, top of the list, and then uh, followed by close second, Punch Drunk Love, uh, Magnolia probably third. Nice for me. Yeah, you're right, Oscar. I think uh, that's that's a good point. I'll punch your glove. Um, I still haven't seen Heart Eight. I don't know if you guys have I seen haven't. that. By Paul yeah, I haven't. No, I haven't seen yeah. that. I haven't seen that. Which he's he's. I don't. You guys knew that he was from uh, 
San Fernando Valley, yeah, correct? It's from, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's from uh, Studio City, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he went to um, Montclair Prep, which was in Van Nuys. Wow. No longer uh, a defunct, a now defunct preparatory yeah. high school out in Van Even Nuys. To, like, they closed down. He went to What's like that? Santa Monica College after that, and then uh, went to New York. Oh, I think he went to like Emerson or something. And, yeah, Emerson and College, then, uh, yes. New York. Oh, too. Look at the big brain <laughs> on the ground. Look at you, Tony. Yeah. Huge, huge fan of his. Hey, Hard Eight. Yeah. He... So Hard Eight was released in uh, February 2000. Excuse me, 1997, and then uh, Boogie Nights was released also in 1997 September, right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, and um, and the cast for Hard Eight, it looks like it's almost identical to, um, yeah, the Boogie Nights. But Samuel L. Jackson is in it, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, but we do have right. Yeah, we do have a couple of uh, Boogie Nights. Ro- Robert, R- yeah, Robert Ridgely. Yeah, it's a Philip Baker Hall, yeah. uh, who Just... plays the um, uh, Floyd Gondoli. Yeah. And, and hey, did Boogie you guys yep. did you guys notice in that scene uh, with Floyd Gondoli where uh, where he's talking about? Like his fetishes, like how what is it? Like he likes hot butter white, like butter, butter in his, his ass. ass. Like in the back, you can see uh, uh, Ridgely laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I, I, so apparently, I don't, I don't know if uh, I read it correctly, but or not. That line was, was improvised. It? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I, I don't. It may have been, and and, and Robert Ridgely was just couldn't. That's help funny. His, <laughs> you know, laugh. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's a great scene yeah. too, man. Yeah. The other too, the other man. thing I heard. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, I don't know if I'm going to be able to lay in this one, but the story goes like uh, Ricky J. Okay, so the part the part in, in Boogie Nights where uh, where where uh, Dirk Diggler's like, uh, I'm ready to fuck now, Jack. He's like, you can't not yeah. now, yeah. not in the state you're in. He's like, what state? State of California. He goes, I'm ready. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, there, there's right. a part where uh, where uh, Burt Reynolds goes, well, nevertheless, you're not in this scene. And if you look at Ricky Jay, he starts laughing when uh, when he, when uh, when Burt Reynolds says uh, nevertheless, because apparently there's a story back in the day where uh, Ricky Jay was at a football game, and they were announcing somebody to sing the national anthem. So they say, uh, oh, so now Helen Forrest is going to sing the national anthem, and somebody from the crowd just goes, Helen Forrest sucks cock. <laughs> and, and, oh, shit. and then the announcer over the PA goes, "Nevertheless, she's going to sing the Star Spangled Banner." <laughs> what really? Yeah, what, yeah, I heard that in an oh interview. Who who would you say was laughing during that scene? Uh, Ricky uh, J, uh, the camera operator guy from uh, yeah, who's basically the camera operator right. in the movie. The, uh-huh, with he, the beard, he's got the heavy set guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like a famous yeah, magician too. What's that? He's a famous magician. It's kind of weird. Really? Oh, yeah. right, man. Ricky J, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, good stuff, man. Good stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, Boogie Nights. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, rabbit holes, man. Where you could you could just elaborate on one one character and just sit here sit here all night, man, and, and, and talk and, and really just expound expound till we're blue in the face, man. Um, yeah, but gentlemen, it's been. It's been a hell of a hell of a journey tonight. Thank you guys for being here with me, with the listeners. Uh, you guys are always welcome back. We're, we're going to do this again 
soon. Um, I hope you guys can grace us with your presence again. Yeah. Um, thank yeah, you for really thank man. you so much for having me again, Andy. Always enjoyed uh, talking movies with you guys and you, uh, in particular, Andy, on the podcast. But yeah, man, thanks so much. Absolutely. No, you're welcome, Tony. Uh, and again, yeah, anytime, man, anytime, Oscar. Uh, anytime you want to come on, brother, you know, it's, you know, Mikasa Sukasa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on again. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome, man. Uh, good, for sure, man. Yeah, especially talking about, uh, you know, think movies that we, movies and music that we, we all grew up on and really enjoy. Um, you know, it's good times, man. Thanks Absolutely. for having me on. You're welcome, man. Of course, and stop stop killing actors. <laughs> hey, I just, I just, I just have one question for you guys before we uh, sign off. Uh, do you guys want a five or a ten? <laughs> hey, uh, Andy, do you think the uh, bass is taken away from my vocals? Oh, <laughs> definitely. You heard him. You heard him. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, are you my friend? You know what, Jack, Andy? You definitely friend? taken away from Tony's vocals. <laughs> well, <laughs> are you my friend, Jack? <laughs> Tony, these are all great. Uh, great one-liners. Andy, bro. do you want to kiss me on the <laughs> mouth, Andy? Andy, do you want to kiss me on the mouth, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, here we go. Here, here we go. Are we gonna fuck? <laughs> oh yeah! Uh, I can do it. I can do yeah, it again, Andy. If you need to get the close-up. <laughs> oh, the Spanish accent. Yeah. Oh, what was his, what was the name of that movie? Something Pantalones. <laughs> oh man, I don't remember. Uh, that was the name of the marquee. Oh, yeah, something like that. What about the? I'll leave you guys with this one. Lock and load, Jack. <laughs> Perfect. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being here. Hell of a ride tonight. Uh, once again, you know, leave us. Leave us a, a message on, on, on a voice message on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts. Leave us a message. Drop us a line on Instagram. We want to hear from you. I love connecting with the listeners.